blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might to be might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. It's a word from the book of Revelation, John's Revelation, a book of strange um, visions, but lovely visions, a book of people, uh, a type of literature called apocryphal that was for human beings who are being persecuted and yet we're still, in their times of persecution, able to see and to proclaim the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. And to hope for the world to be made more and more into God's dream for us, God's vision for us, into the kingdom or the reign of heaven, where God's love and mercy and grace um, flourish. And there, somewhere, it says that we are heirs through hope. And so we cannot lose hope. We have to cultivate hope. We have to persevere in hope. We have to um, share our hope. And sometimes that's hard to do. And that's why on this All Saints Day, we remember both the saints, capital S saints, lowercase s saints. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in a minute. And, and stand in their witness and in their struggles um, to be able to proclaim, as it says further, the dream that they will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their, let's say, our shepherd. We will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike us nor any scorching heat. Even in summer in Houston. One can hope, right? For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be our shepherd, and he will guide us to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. I've been tearing up a lot today thinking about the saints. We had an adult education class. We were talking about the communion of saints, and through, it was the weirdest class because we all got emotional. We're usually sort of intellectual, but we were um, talking about saints that had capital S that had inspired us, and then the saints in our lives that also um, inspired us. And we got a little teary-eyed, got a little weepy, and um, thinking about the hurts of this world that that are that are so hard to understand. Um, and. Um, talking about the communion of saints and persevering in the hope when there seems to be very little of it in certain situations, but also being the hope in those situations. So, some of you know that um, I um, love Archbishop Romero, and I've spoken about him many years ago. Uh, Saint from El Salvador. Did you mention him last Sunday? No. Oh, you did? Yeah. 
So, you know, she talks about them, I talk about them. And um, it was privileged to go to, um, uh, uh, so he's been a saint in the Episcopal Church for a long time. I like to say that first. Um, and he's in the Holy Book, uh, Holy Men and Holy Women. And there's a statue of him in the National Cathedral. Um, and then just a couple years ago, he also became an official saint in the Roman Catholic Church. And my husband and I and a group from Houston were able to go and be there um, uh, in Rome when he was um, canonized as a saint. And that was very special. And one reason, and his, his words, his thoughts, his um, sermons, his struggles, his bravery, his fear, they all inspire me in my walk and faith. And so I give you that background, or reminder, um, because uh, I'm going to use an example of uh, a hymn uh, and my husband. So my husband was confirmed by Archbishop Romero. So my husband was confirmed by an actual saint which does not make my husband a saint. <laughs> but he is saintly, and I love him to death. He's a great person. But I use that example to say that um, even though we stand um, on the shoulders of saints and we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses of saints, and even if a saint has laid their holy hands on our heads, um, the work of being a saint, a person of God, a child of God, is our own to do. So there's a capital saint, capital S saints, are those people who have gone way over uh, the, above and beyond, I guess is what I want to say, in terms of giving their lives and making the next right, faithful, the best decision they know how to make in that moment, um, courageous, trembling decision about how to be a, a follower, a child of God um, in, their, in that moment in their lives. So, so the, the capital S saints, you know, St. Francis, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Mary, you know, all the saints, the capital S saints, and St. Romero um, are people who have just gone, their commitment to living their life of faith is, is extraordinary. And they've also been given a uh, platform because of their moment in history um, that is larger than most of us get. But that doesn't mean that we uh, don't have saintly work to do. In the Christian community, early Christian community, they used to greet each other as saints. And you'll see that in some of the epistles. Um, they'll say, you know, to the saints and wherever they're writing. And um, so they used to greet people like that. Saint Rick! How are you doing? And, and Rick's mother would say, oh, oh. No, she would say, you heard saint. I know she would. It's a character trait about somebody trying. It's an ex uh, a description of somebody trying to live their life faithfully. 
no matter how many times we mess up. And, and it also refers to the communion of saints. So the communion of saints is in, it's in our creeds, the Apostle and Nicene Creed. We don't regularly read that here in this service um, because it was uh, supposed to be like a seeker service, but most of you all have been here for a while. Um, and, um, but it says, you know, we believe in the communion of saints. And I have, I'm called to preach about that, often at funerals, because we're grappling with death and what it means for the living and the dead to be connected one to the other. And um, how we experience that and how we can uh, witness to that faithfully without going kind of over the edge into like woo-woo, whatever. <laughs> but we can see and feel the connection and the presence of our saints, past and present and, you know, future, um, because we are rooted in Christ, having been baptized um, into the community of Christians, and baptized and marked as Christ's own forever in that baptism, which is when I almost always um, cheer up when we're baptizing somebody, is when we take the uh, blessed oil and we say, you know, we were, we were uh, sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. And there's nothing, nothing that you can do to sever that connection. There's nothing you can do to sever that connection. You can betray that connection. But if you repent and return to the Lord, God, Christ, is waiting there for you. With forgiveness and amendment of life. You are marked as Christ's own in baptism. And you are part of the communion of saints. I like to talk about, you know, the... the, the generation of saints um, that, that brought us to this day. We wouldn't be here if people didn't share their faith throughout the centuries, millennia. That's why we're here. And that's our call, is also to share our faith in ways that are presented to us. Sometimes that's just not othering somebody. Sometimes that's uh, handing a glass of water out to somebody. Sometimes that's just letting it go, or whatever that it is. Sometimes that's protesting for peace. Sometimes that's uh, working to change the laws. Sometimes that's you know dedicating flowers for all the victims of gun violence. There's no, there's no, you know. There's hope in that. Even as we name the tragedy, we're not reconciled to that tragedy. We want to change that. We want to change that. So the communion of saints is a mystical, is the mystical body of Christ. And we connected the living to the dead by our faith and our witness and the hope to which we are heirs. And in the second reading from 1 John today, he writes, See what love the Father has given us, 
that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. And that is part of what we are called to do. A, to remember that we are children of God and what that means. And make the best, next best, faithful, kind, uh, courageous decision that we can make to reaffirm that identity and to honor our identity as children of God. And then, and second, to treat each other that way, to change, to listen, instead of defending our positions, to say, hey, you're wrong on that, but I don't wish you uh, to go down in a flame of whatever, you know. I don't wish harm on you, you know. I don't want to see, I don't think everything uh, is awful because um, you have this thought that I don't agree with. I am thinking about something very specific there, so. So I'm going to say it nicely. It happens. You know? We other people, we forget that, 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 that. You know, Linda had a mother and a has a mother and a father and a husband and kids, and that even if we don't agree, which we do on most things, right? <laughs> um, you know, she's not going to say, Hannah, there's nothing about Hannah, you know, that's right. And we can talk about that for all of us, you know. We'll still greet each other as saints. Saint Linda. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that little album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you, Bob. Yes. <laughs> Say Bob, though, in that too, right? So, um, going to the gospel readings for today. I'm just reread that passage from St. John, though, because the whole thing is so beautiful. Um, um, Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. We're still waiting for that full revelation. And so we need to just make our small steps towards it, day in and day out. And, 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 and remember to honor our identity as children of God and others' identity as children of God. So now, actually going to the gospel, the gospel, the Beatitudes are just one of my most beloved passages of scripture. And I remember one time hearing someone give an interpretation that I, you know, you all know that I am very open to different backgrounds and different interpretations and I think that more people commenting on things brings us closer to the truth and um, I love to continue there's always something more to learn but this person was just wrong <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what the interpretation was that this gospel about the blessings of God on those who are hurting or persecuted or searching for peace when there is no peace or mourning 
that this gospel is a gospel of blessing. And this person was saying it was a gospel uh, words to make people complacent and not try to change things. To make people complacent and think about high in the sky when you die and not, um, and not try to change things personally or systemically um, when you're here on earth. And that is not, that's just wrong. The Beatitudes are, there's nine blessings there that show the abundance of God's presence to remind you when you need to persevere, to remind you when the world is saying you're worth nothing, to remind you when this life has broken you a little bit, to remind you when people are reviling you, to remind you when there seems to be no mercy in this world, to remind you that God is present, blessing us even in those circumstances, and that we are called in the communion of saints to persevere in doing good, in being good, in repenting and returning to the God of love and light and mercy and connection. The God of the communion of saints. The God that we know in baptism and in death and in the Eucharist. The blessing of the presence of God that we know in all those sacraments. There are nine blessings, very Trinitarian, right? Three by three, right? Times three. And even in our worst moments, right, when times are scarce, uh, we feel like the times in our, our lives are scarce, when hope is scarce. That is an abundance of blessing. So God's hope for us is even more blessing what will be revealed is even more blessing. So even if in our worst times, like the Beatitudes name, Jesus teaches us that we are not alone and that God will bring us into the fullness of God's reign when the communion of saints is fulfilled, when we become signs of salvation in our history. So the work for us is to do the next best thing we know how to do. And there's no excuse for not doing it. There's no excuse. But if you fail, because we are humans, Get right back on there. Get right back up and say, remember that we are all beloved children of God. Remember that God's vision is to wipe away every tear until there is no more. Remember that God's hope and plan for us is that we have comfort, that we inherit the earth that we will be filled, that we will receive mercy, that we will see God, that we will know the beauty and ineffable, inexpressible joy that comes from 
our loving, liberating, life-giving God. Amen. Amen.